tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Kathleen O'Malley. Kathleen has been a practitioner and proponent of Trap New to Return, TNR, since 2010, when she began feeding a cat colony near her home in Jersey City. She project managed her first large-scale mass trapping in 2012 to 2013 as a volunteer for the Hudson County Animal League, working in collaboration with the city of Bayonne. Since 2013, Kathleen has run TNR education programs for the ASPCA and Mayor's Alliance for New York City's Animals, and currently works in this capacity as part of Bidoe's New York City Feral Cat Initiative, FCI, a program committed to humanely managing New York City's community cat population through TNR. She continues to volunteer with HCAL as an adoption counselor and TNR advisor. Before becoming an animal welfare professional, Kathleen worked for many years as a scientific medical editor of professional books, journals, and websites. She and her husband are the proud parents of four cats, Thor, Hella, and foster failures Jude and Luke, Kathleen's first rescue kittens. Kathleen, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you, Stacy. Glad to be here. So first and foremost... Can you share with us a little bit about how you became passionate about cats? Well, that started when I was a little girl. We didn't have pets in our own households, but my aunt and uncle across town didn't have human children, but they had a dog and two cats. And I loved visiting my aunt and uncle because I loved them, but I also loved being with the animals. And I was particularly fascinated by the cats because, you know, they're so independent and It was a big honor to get the cats to let me pet them and start purring. So it's been a lifelong fascination with cats. And I was finally able to have cats of my own as an adult when I rescued a mother cat and a kitten. So with that, you got exposed to Trap Neuter Return in 2010. Who showed you or who taught you how to do Trap Neuter and Return? And also, where did you become a believer in that practice as being, you know, the best practice for cats? Actually, I had known about TNR since about 1997 when I was working for Medscape.com. And I came across a scientific book about cat behavior, which was really rare in those days. There was very little science available to lay people. And that book taught me about kitten socialization and TNR. So it was on my radar, but I didn't need that information really until 2010 when I found myself feeding a poor little hungry looking cat in front of an abandoned church near my neighborhood. And I started feeding her. And pretty soon I realized that she had about 10 friends who I was also feeding. And I figured none of these guys are spayed or neutered. I'd better go online and find a TNR workshop. And I I was lucky enough to find one right here in Jersey City, uh, taught by Carol McNichol of the Companion Animal Trust. So I I signed up for a workshop as soon as I could to start to work on those cats. (laughs) 
So tell me a little bit about what being a community cat is like in the New York, New Jersey area, you know, and how has it evolved from 2010 to now? Have things changed for community cats over that period of time? Things really have changed for community cats in the New York metro area since 2010. Community cats generally live pretty close to human habitations. I mean, we don't find them in the middle of forests. They just evolved to live close to humans. And even if they run away from us and don't want to be petted by us, they are still dependent on us in one way or another, either for the rats and mice we attract to our homes or to the garbage that we put out or if we're feeding them directly. So, yeah, they've always been around us. And, you know, in, in an urban environment, they have a lot of places to hide. They have a lot of places where they can find shelter on their own. But if they're not getting reliable and warm shelter, I've been taught to provide them with purpose-built shelters so that they can get through the sometimes harsh winters that we have in the New York metro area. But since 2010, I think there has been a lot more awareness of TNR, certainly, and a lot more people have been trained to do it and are practicing it, certainly in my neighborhood and across New York City, in my job as education director for the New York City Feral Cat Initiative. I'm training folks. I've trained thousands of people since I started giving trainings in 2014. So there are a lot more people who are educated in caring for community cats. I think a lot of people have always been feeding community cats and doing what they could to take care of them, taking kittens in as they were born. But now there are a lot more people in this area who are empowered to do TNR and to stop reproduction so that the numbers of community cats will gradually go down and the cats who are already living live healthier lives and probably longer lives because they've been spayed and neutered and they're not subject to issues like breast cancer or fighting as males do over females for mating, females having their bodies depleted by litter after litter of kittens with too little nourishment, things like that. So tell me in greater detail, what is Bidewee's New York City Feral Cat Initiative program? How is that run? And, you know, how many cats does it assist on an annual basis? Well, the New York City Feral Cat Initiative is all about teaching folks to do TNR and practice responsible colony care, mobilizing folks who care about cats to go out and help cats themselves. We offer two help desks, one for certified TNR caretakers who have taken the training and one for the general public to, you know, to offer advice, to connect people with resources and services, and to help them network with each other to help each other help the cats. So on an annual basis between training and one-on-one -on -one advice and help that we offer to folks. We're helping thousands of community cats every year. What seems to be the greatest obstacles to be able to provide assistance for community cats? Is it lack of funding, lack of spay-neuter capacity? And, you know, we certainly do have the challenges of COVID out there. Are there other challenges? I mean, what would be the big 
movers on the dial, so to speak, if we wanted to really ensure that we were getting the numbers of cats spayed and neutered and cared for in the communities, you know, to reach our sort of ideal level? There are a few major obstacles to getting community cats the help they need. One is simply lack of awareness. As much as TNR has become pretty mainstream in the recent, you know, like in the last five years or so, there are still a lot of people out there who really don't have it on their radar. So our education program continues to be an an important, you know, cornerstone of, of what we do, but also lack of affordable healthcare for community cats, you know, is traditionally high volume spay neuter for TNR projects in New York City, but finding affordable care that's not spay and neuter related remains a challenge. And as it remains a challenge for pet owners to find affordable health care for their animals, it's even more so for unowned cats because, you know, they're, they don't have an owner and it's sometimes hard to find somebody who is willing to take responsibility financially for their care. You know, so that's an issue too. And as far as education goes, it's not just for people who want to care for, for the cats, but also for people in the community who are living around cats. They're not caretakers and they may not like the cats, but to help them understand the role of community cats in the community and the role of TNR in managing them is another ongoing challenge for all of us in the TNR community. Want to make a difference for stray cats in your community? Join Neighborhood Cats and the Community Cats podcast to learn the basics of trap, neuter, return, or TNR. It's the only humane way to stop cat overpopulation. You'll learn everything you need to know, and expert instructors will teach you the best practices for TNR and colony management. Best of all, everyone who attends will receive a certificate of attendance and be able to network with other TNR activists. Just sign up today for $10. Go to the Community Cats Podcast website to register at www.communitycatspodcast.com. Is your organization struggling because out-of-date shelter software doesn't support your organization's needs? Do you struggle to communicate with your fosters and to get videos, photos, and updates on the animals easily? Did you know that Dubert does much more than transport? If you haven't been back to Dubert in a while, you definitely need to check it out. Their rescue tube functions allow you to easily get video from fosters and staff, and their foster space module is revolutionary in the industry, allowing you to manage hundreds of fosters while easily communicating with them through text, email, and messaging. Dubert is the only place where you can manage fosters, transports, social media, and even your own online store all in one place. Whether you're trying to manage 10 animals or 10,000, Dubert provides much more than any shelter management package does for managing your organization at scale. Check it out and sign up for free at www.dubert.com, where they make animal rescue simple. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Heaven Can Wait Animal Society of Las Vegas, Nevada. Heaven Can Wait was founded in 2000 with the goal of eliminating the senseless, unnecessary killing of cats and dogs in Las Vegas area shelters by focusing on the critical need for high-volume, low-cost, targeted spay and neuter surgeries for companion animals and free-roaming cats, as well as providing educational programs and adoption opportunities. In 2019, Heaven Can Wait reached the milestone of 150,000 spay and neuter surgeries. Their vision includes a focus on spay and neuter efforts and targeting neighborhoods from which a large 
large number of animals enter the shelter system, creating opportunities for dogs to obtain a second and often times a third or fourth chance at a new lease on life, forming local coalitions with other animal welfare groups, animal control agencies, and community leaders, and educating target groups to raise awareness about responsible pet ownership. To learn more about Heaven Can Wait Animal Society, visit them at www.hcws.org. I know this has been kind of an interesting topic and various people have different opinions as to what you should do. So if you saw a stray cat on the street, what would you do? Well, if somebody simply sees a cat out in the street, I would ask them to first look for an ear tip which is the flat top on the left ear on the east coast of the U.S. We signify that a cat has been through TNR by having the the tip of the left ear surgically removed during the spay-neuter process. So a veterinarian or a vet tech does that, and it doesn't hurt the cat. But it's a way of identifying the cat as having been through TNR from either close up or pretty far away. Since we're talking about feral cats are the main subjects of TNR, they're not going to come very close to you. So we have to have a way to tell from a distance that they've been through TNR. So if that cat has been ear tipped, then that's a really important piece of information because it means that they've been spayed, neutered, vaccinated against rabies, and somebody is probably taking care of them because the person who took them to the vet for TNR is probably still involved in in the care of that cat. So that, that would be the first thing to look for because if you know, if the cat is ear-tipped, then you don't have to worry about the cat either getting pregnant or getting other cats pregnant. Let's say the cat is not ear-tipped, you know, and it's just sort of hanging out on the sidewalk, and it's not necessarily close to your home, but it's sort of in your neighborhood. What mm-hmm. would you do at that point? If the cat isn't ear-tipped and not really near your home, I would say try to determine whether the cat seems to be socialized or feral. You know, try to approach the cat very slowly and gently talk to the cat, perhaps. And if the cat responds by coming closer to you, and if you reach out your hand, you know, balled in a fist very gently, if the cat starts sniffing your hand and rubbing against it, then you know that this is a friendly cat, but you still don't know whether this is somebody's pet cat who's just outside for a jaunt or whether this is an abandoned or or lost cat. So then the next thing to do if you're in New York City is take a picture of the cat, note the address where you saw the cat, and you can file a found pet report, the uh, Animal Care Centers of New York City website, that's nycacc.org, in case this is a lost pet. There are a few choices that you can make here, depending on the exact situation. If the cat is sitting on somebody's front porch and seems very at home there, then you might consider that this is the pet of that household. And you may not want to rush to file a found pet report. But if the cat seems to be wandering around and really does seem to be homeless, then you know filing a, a found pet report putting up posters in the neighborhood. There are hyper-local social media that you can go on, such as nextdoor.com, where you can post a picture of the cat and say, you know, hey, does anybody know if this cat 
is somebody's pet or a stray who just showed up or what have you. I have done that in my neighborhood. I spotted a cat wandering around through a couple of backyards and he wasn't ear tipped. And I was like, I haven't seen him before. And so I, I posted on next door and a couple of my neighbors said, oh, that's so-and-so's cat. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, social media can be really, really useful for getting to the bottom of, of these things. And it's, it's really good because especially during COVID, a lot of people don't want to answer their doors to you know, answer questions about a cat that you've seen wandering around the neighborhood. Even before COVID, it was kind of dicey to do that in this area. People are very private. So having a social media outlet to ask these questions is very helpful. That's a great idea. So what are your thoughts around microchipping? I'm a great believer in microchips for cats, for pet cats, definitely. For feral cats, if you have the wherewithal to microchip your feral cats, if you can, if you can afford to do it, then it is, it is certainly a good idea. That being said, most people who are trying to complete TNR of the colonies that they care for are putting all of their money into the spay-neuter if they can't get it for free or for any additional health care costs that the cat might need, such as you know, an antibiotic if they have uh, you know, an abscess from a fight wound or something like that. But it would be really wonderful if there were some way to have affordable microchipping for community cats. Can you tell me a little bit more about Bidewee's programs and what they offer in addition to the TNR program that you run? Bidewee is one of New York's oldest animal welfare organizations. It was founded in 1903 as an animal shelter, and they continue to have two locations. They have two locations now. They started in Manhattan as an animal shelter. The Manhattan location still has an animal shelter for homeless cats and dogs. And there is an additional shelter out on Long Island in West Hampton. And there's another facility in Wontaw, which houses a rescue transport program for dogs. And it also houses a pet memorial park, as does the West Hampton location. And the New York City headquarters is now the home to the NYC Feral Cat Initiative. So those are the major programs that we offer. And you know, within the context of the animal shelters, the adoption centers, we have wonderful staff and volunteer adoption counselor and caregivers for the animals. And when folks come to adopt from Bidewee, they are counseled by knowledgeable person, a caring person who knows about the animal that they're interested in and also works really hard to make sure that it's a true love match, that the human-animal bond is, is strong between the people and the animal they're adopting. That's a really important guiding principle of Bidewe, the human-animal bond. And actually, you know, the feral cat initiative, this seems counterintuitive to people who don't care for community cats themselves, but FCI as part of Bidewee is totally in sync with that mission to promote the human-animal bond. Because those of us who care for community cats, really, we love them. We worry about them. We care about them. 
We take them to the vet if they're sick or injured. We want them to live long and healthy lives in their feral cat outdoor lifestyle. And it's a real relationship that we have between ourselves and our feral cats. So it sounds like Baidui does not have a spay-neuter clinic. You utilize other resources for that? Baidui has in-house spay-neuter services for the, the animals in their adoption centers. So, you know, we don't, we don't have public-facing spay-neuter, but there, there are a lot of cats and kittens come into Baidui's adoption center from trap-neuter return projects, actually. So there is definitely a synergy between the Baidui adoption centers and the world of, of TNR in, in that respect too. But as of now, there is no public facing spay neuter operations here. Yeah, no, that's interesting. So Kathleen, if folks are interested in finding out more about Bidewe or finding out more about the New York City Feral Cat Initiative, how would they do that? Well, if folks want to find out more about the Feral Cat Initiative, you can email us at info at nycferalcat.org. Or you can visit our website, go to bidawee.org, and you'll see a badge for the Feral Cat Initiative. And is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? One thing that I, I like to stress whenever I talk about TNR and what it is, is that anyone can help with TNR, whether you are talking up your friends and informing them, educating them about TNR, that's great because the more people there are out there who are just aware of TNR, the better it will be for all of the cats out there. And if you want to get more involved and be part of a TNR project, you don't have to be afraid that you're going to be told to pick up traps or trap cats if you're, you feel kind of queasy about that. That's okay. You can be the one who's going around to the neighbors and telling them that a TNR project is being planned in the neighborhood, explaining what's going to happen with people walking around with traps, that they're not trying to hurt the cats, they're helping them. You can be that spokesperson for the project, or you can foster cats and kittens, the, the friendly adult cats or the kittens who are brought in off the street from that project. You can do all the fuzzy, cuddly stuff that's, that is part of TNR. So there are lots of things that you can do without even picking up a trap to help a TNR project. Or if you want to learn trapping, then by all means, please do. And we're here to help you. Kathleen, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I hope we'll have you on in the future. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. I, I really enjoyed it. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Wow.